Welcome to Ask Dr. Julie Hanks, a safe place for healing conversations that educate and empower you to prioritize your dreams, revolutionize your family, and personalize your faith. I'm your host, Dr. Julie Hanks, a psychotherapist and coach offering online courses and programs to help women all over the world heal themselves and their relationships. Join me here every week as I coach a listener through a specific challenge and empower them with tools to find healing. I am so excited to welcome Jane to the podcast today. Welcome, Jane. Hello. Thank you for having me. Thanks for being here. What is your question for me today? My question is, how do I set a boundary with my mother who is very mentally ill and she won't help herself? Mm, Okay, so give me more specifics. Like what boundary do you feel like you need to set? Okay, so this has been going on for a long time. And I grew up with, you know, her being mentally ill mm-hmm. and always kind of felt like a reversed relationship. Yeah. I was always very worried about her and her circumstances and what was going to make her well, what was going to make her comfortable. Mm. And as I've gone on in my adulthood, I have noticed that she relies on me. Mm a lot for her happiness, for her comfort, for her entertainment, for her enjoyment, even to the point where my own family has had to suffer or I just have to kind of drop everything and go see her. Mm -hmm. And I could feel things were kind of starting to come to a head and something was going to blow. I could Mm -hmm. tell. And in March, she had kind of a breakdown. She went off a medication called Turkey. Okay. And it caused her to stop sleeping. And, you know, nothing was very logical in her thinking. And she said, I'd like you to come visit me tonight to help me feel better. And I couldn't. And she wrote me a series of just really cruel texts and, Mm. um, you know, about not picking her and, Etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And ever since then, I have realized that there's a possibility that I've been manipulated many years of my life that I mm-hmm. maybe didn't realize I was until now. Yeah. Yeah. When you grow up with a parent with mental illness, that's all you know. And you kind of go into whatever role your family needs you to play in order for the family to still survive. And for you to survive, right? So good mm-hmm. job. You survived to this point. And now you're you're seeing the cost of that pattern, right? You're paying a price. Your family's paying a price. Right. right? So what is your biggest fear surrounding your mom? I think my biggest fear is if this were a situation with a girlfriend or you know, somebody that wasn't family, it would very, very easily, it would be so easy to just say, we're done. Mm -hmm. But there is so much guilt surrounded by this. Okay. And it's because she's my mother and I'm very, I'm very in tune to how I can affect her or how she allows me to affect her. Mm -hmm. That there's this little part of me that thinks I'm probably slowly breaking her heart and killing her and all these dramatic thoughts that come usually late at night. And wow. So you're that powerful. I, I, 
I feel like, like she really depends on me as a type of a savior. And it's a lot of, because there is only one savior. Yeah. That's a lot of pressure, Jane. Okay. What is your biggest fear that would happen if you didn't meet her needs? If you didn't go visit her, if you, if you stopped right which that I, role which i have the last couple months i've mm-hmm. told her i need time mm-hmm. to think about things so i already have kind of set a boundary good and she kind of comes back these are through text messages okay she kind of comes back with a passive aggressive kind of well i just want to die mm-hmm. i just want to die and you know that hooks me right in Okay, so you're afraid your mom's going to die if you don't respond to her. Yes, I'm afraid that she's suicide. Okay, and has she threatened that in the past? uh, Yes. Okay. Okay. Or at least thought through scenarios. Okay. And I'm realizing now I'm getting some some therapy, and of course I'm reaching out to you today that Mm -hmm. we've got kind of a series of passive aggressiveness and, and, uh, manipulating texts going on that before I just thought this is how she is. Mm. And now I'm learning so much about the brain and what, and what she's doing and mm-hmm. noticing that she usually comes back with those thoughts of, yeah. well, I just want to die. I thought it would be nice to see you. Yeah. So you better come over or, you know, you know, the worst case scenario is going to happen. So how do you right. respond to those texts when she's like, you know, I thought, I thought you loved me. I'm, I'm going to take my life or I want to die. Right. Before I would choose words like, mom, please respond to me. Mom, write me back. Please choose to stay. Um, and now it's mom. I've noticed that you say this when you don't get your way or when mm. I can't. I'm starting to kind of. I'm starting to really learn some things, mm-hmm. but it still is a huge, huge fear of mine. Okay. Jane, your mom gets to choose that if she right. chooses, right? You can't sit there and hold her hand for the rest of her life or your life to prevent her from doing something to hurt herself or to take right. her life. I think once you accept that, that you can do what you can do, right? Right. That can't be your responsibility. Mm -hmm. It's hurting you. It's hurting your family. I just, it's, it's like, I know that, but I, Mm -hmm. I I tell my heart that or my Mm -hmm. mind. Yeah. So that maybe that's what we should chat about is how, Mm. how do you, how do you convince yourself if I was helping a friend or a family member through this, it would be so clear to me, you know, of course it's not your fault. It's not your fault. You can't control. But when it comes down to me, it has been so hard to figure out how to tell my mind and my heart. Yeah. So what I wonder is if that's your younger self that Mm. is dependent on your mom. And so you have to do everything to keep her alive so you can survive. Ooh, I think you hit something on the head there. Okay. Say more. What, what's resonating with you? Well, um, I have been going to see a therapist, which has been amazing. Mm, Good. She pointed something similar to what you just said. She said, you know, your parents are supposed to protect you 
or, you know, ideally they should be directors. And I didn't have that in my father. And that took, you know, a good first 25 years of my life or, or whatever. We worked through that. And yeah. And now I'm feeling that in my mother. And it's like digging up the past with my dad again. And mm-hmm. and just you know, not being safe. Maybe I'm like you said, mourning, mourning a parent or, or feeling like a child again. Mm-hmm. Kids need parents, right? right? And if you have parents who aren't there or who are ill, mentally ill, you take on that role of protecting them to right. keep them alive. So you can stay alive. Like it's a survival skill that you've learned. Yes. This is all resonating big time. Yes. And so what I believe needs to happen is your adult Jane can reparent your younger Jane and let her know like, this is not your fault. You are not responsible for your mom anymore. You can let that go. You know, it's sad that your mom's not able to protect you or your dad's not. And allow her to be sad and, and grieve. And then you be that parent that you needed to younger Jane. Oh, that's good. What did she need to hear growing up? Right. Sick mom. Anything come to mind? You know, I've always been a really involved person. Like I love theater and I love music. And of course those things are outside of the home and I'd always want to get involved in things and different pageants and plays and musicals. And, and she was too ill to attend a mm. lot of the, the majority of the time. And even now into my adulthood and into my forties, I'm still doing um, theater and, and different things. And she just can't come. Mm-hmm. And that was really hard to not feel supported. Mm-hmm. My hobbies. Yeah. And yeah. not have her there or like now my in-laws come and, and I just am like, wow, you guys, you guys took the time to come to my play. We're like, of course we did. And I'm like, that's amazing. You know? So yeah. I, I really, I really mourn the support of the person that I wanted to be yeah. and still, you know, we still mm-hmm. want that approval and that support when we're involved in things. So what would you tell little Jane about that? I would say, Hey, be you, be you, mm. you and you be you and don't let anything stand in your way of your potential or, mm. or the gifts that God has given you or the mm-hmm. things that you alive. be you. Good. And your mom can't support you because um, social anxiety, yeah. overwhelm, home, kind of, what's the term for just somebody that just really just stays home, um, homebody or, a, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not because you're not worth it. Right. You are worth it. And you have a sick mom who's limited in what she can offer you. Okay. And so tell little Jane, I will be here for you. I will be here for you now. I'm excited about the play we have coming up. I'm excited that you kept 
developing your talents, even though you didn't have support. You're amazing, little Jane. Right. Okay. I love that. I guess I never would have even thought of that. That's yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. You might want to consider writing her a letter. Okay. And telling her the things that she longed to hear from mm. her mom. Okay. But you are going to say that to her now. Okay. Can okay. You do that? Absolutely. Yeah. And what happens is when kids needs are not met, they, we all do this. We blame ourselves. It must be me. Right. There must be something wrong with me because I need her to be the adult. And so if it's something is wrong with me, then I could fix it. Right. And so I wonder if she also needs to hear, it's not you. You're great. You're wonderful. You deserve to be supported. Mm-hmm. Okay. All that just, yes, that really resonates. Good. Yeah. Yeah. She deserves that. She longed for that. And because of the circumstances you were born into, you missed that. And that's really, that's really sad. Yeah. Okay. That's good. And I'm a mom now too. And I, Mm. I put those things into practice and make sure to support my kids and Mm -hmm. good. Yeah. And they've got an amazing dad and that really helps me too to know that 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 teamwork is a real thing. Mm-hmm. Well, they're really lucky to have you. Well, <laughs> thank you. They really are. And to have a dad that's present and right. you know, supportive and yeah. Yeah. And you setting boundaries with your mom now is modeling for your kids how to set healthy boundaries and how to not let other people manipulate them or right. take advantage of them. Right. The trauma of realizing all this has really come in like the last eight weeks. And so I've fallen into a kind of a depression and Mm -hmm. that's hard to crawl out of too. Okay. But I'm trying to focus on some self-care. And so I want to, I want to ask you something. Sure. Is it depression? Because depression is kind of like, there's really no reason for it. Or is it grief, like focused? It's yeah. like, I'm sad about the lack of nurturing I've had in my life and how much I've nurtured my mom. Yeah. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. And so, I grieve for, and it feels very, very similar. Okay. It's a, it's a dark place. Yeah. So I want to encourage you to label it as grief. Okay. All right. Like I'm grieving the loss of a healthy relationship with my mom. Right. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Okay. That's more focused on what's actually happening instead of like, oh, I'm just depressed. Well, no, like <laughs> you're not, you're not, you're grieving, yeah. you're sad. Yeah. And so it's more focused and you can, you can move through it because you can call it what it is. And do the things you need to do to move through the grief. Okay. I've also noticed that my heart is just so closed off Mm -hmm. to other people. And Mm. I just feel super guarded right now of my time, 
my feelings and, you know, and yeah. That's okay. That's, that's you protecting yourself so you can grieve and heal. Right. You're not going to stay like that. Okay. Okay. So it, I kind of sense that there's this fear like, oh my gosh, I'm turning into this self-absorbed, like I'm not serving people. I'm not. (laughs) No, just so many things, which is power, Mm -hmm. but I just, anything now I'm like, no, 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 no. (laughs) That's you're self-protecting and carving out time to do this emotional work. And you need to do that. That's okay. Okay. Give yourself that grace, that, you know, time. And even though you've, you've had this relationship with your mom for your whole life, Mm -hmm. it's changed. You are standing up and it's scary. And she's probably going to act out and be, you know, upset. And you're, you're now kind of changing the rules of the relationship yeah, and grieving. I'm not going to have the nurturing mom that I have always needed. Right. That's sad. Right. Yeah, it is. It's been hard just, you know, when you have your, your babies or you just, there's just certain times you're really, it would have been really helpful. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I also, Jane, want to encourage you to reach out to other women in your life who are capable of being more present and being nurturing to you. Right. Good friends, mentors, aunts, people Mm -hmm. in your neighborhood. If there are other women, no one can take the place of your mom. Right. But if you kind of collect a lot of different people as your team, uh huh. They can help you feel more nurtured. Right. I'm a bishop's wife right now, and it's so funny what told my brain about being the one who has to love others. You know that sometimes it's hard to let people come in and maybe do that for me. Oh, I think especially now you you can. I mean, right. I have a beautiful, amazing mother-in-law who. Mm. I could definitely nurture that more. She's very mm-hmm. respectful of boundaries and Good. she's one, the minute it's asked, she's there, but she's not one to, you know, she, she waits for that invitation, which I think is a really neat characteristic about her. Mm-hmm. And that's a very obvious thing. I should be bonding with her more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So reach out to people, let people nurture you. You probably need practice in letting people. Right. Because you've been the one to do it instead of receive it. <laughs> yeah. so this is a good chance to kind of balance that back out. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, so be thinking who are women in my life that are nurturing, that are available, that I'm not seeing, that I'm not actually, you know, taking the initiative with. Uh-huh. I love that. Yeah. Because my guess is that people will be there for you, that there are healthy people in your life who can be there for you. Yes. Oh, absolutely. And that's interesting. My my mom has made me, she's used that as a tactic. Like, well, you have other people in your life. I've never known what that's like. You're kind of the only one mm-hmm. I've ever had a friend. And, mm-hmm. and some of the, those statements have made me realize how blessed I am, but make me feel 
terribly guilty, mm-hmm. but that could be little Jane again. Mm-hmm. Don't abandon your mom. Don't have friends. Don't have fun. Right. Don't cause she's not. How can I? Right. She doesn't yeah. have friends because she hasn't chosen to have friends. Right. Right. It's not your responsibility to fill that void. Okay. She could choose something different. Mm-hmm. With even people with severe mental illness can make friends. Right. Yeah. She hasn't. <laughs> yeah. And when she does, her expectations are really kind of big of, mm. I'm sad right now, or I'm feeling in a dark hole right now. How can you choose to go to your family dinner over, you know? Mm-hmm. So she kind of has to burn bridges too. Yeah. When she does a friend or a minister or somebody that, that tries to help. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. So you cannot be everything to your mom and, you know, her caretaker, her only friend, her, that's just not your job. Your job is to be a, well, your job is to be the kind of daughter you want to be. Mm-hmm. And so you get to decide what that is. And that may be, I talk to my mom once a week on the phone and check in and make sure she's okay. Right. Or that yeah. may be, I, you know, I go visit her every other day or whatever you decide, but you yeah. get to decide that not her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm super guarded right now. <laughs> super yeah. guarded. And I'm that's so- understandable. Yeah. Maybe yeah. you write her a letter once a month. I mean, mm-hmm. you decide. Yeah. Okay. And then you put those boundaries in place. And if she's texting, you know, manipulative kinds of things or then, you know, block her for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Say, I love you, mom, but I'm not going to play this game anymore. I'll talk to you next month or I'll talk to you next week or whatever, but you get to decide, you get to take the power back and be in charge of your life and your time and your your energy and Mm -hmm. what you want to take on. Okay. Okay. Right. So good. Good. Well, I hope this has been helpful for you. And so helpful. Oh, good. Good, good. Jane, what are you going to take with you from our conversation today? Well, I am going to nurture little Jane. And mm-hmm. I feel like that resonated the biggest to me, that that is, that is something that needs to be done. And yeah. I'm hoping that that can fix some other things. Like, you know, how I'm, I'm still feeling like I'm the one responsible for her happiness. That's still in my brain somewhere. Mm-hmm. But if I can nurture little Jane, I'm going to relax village more. I'm going to bond with my, my friends and my sister-in-laws and try to reach out there. And Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, I, I have all the confidence in you that you yes. can do those things. Thank you so much. This has been so helpful. Oh, good. Thank you for taking the time to talk with me today. And I just wish you the best on this journey of learning how to nurture yourself and then learning how to let other people take good care of you too. Very good. Thank you for all that you're doing in the world. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks again for being on the podcast today. Thank you. Bye. Mm -hmm. 
Thank you for listening to Ask Dr. Julie Hanks, a podcast helping real women seek solutions to life's biggest challenges. If you'd like to learn more, you can connect with me on social media at Dr. Julie Hanks and at drjuliehanks.com, where you'll find information about virtual groups, coaching, and online courses. For therapy services in Utah, visit wasatchfamilytherapy.com. to talk to Dr. Julie Hanks about this question. Well, now's your chance. I want to have you on my podcast. So email hello at drjuliehanks.com with your question and the reason why you want to be on the podcast. And we may just choose you for a free coaching session.